Hello and welcome to the Awakened to Love podcast, where we are going after deeper revelation of God's heart for us and our identity as his beloved. My name is Elizabeth, and I am honored to have you on this journey with me. Happy 2023. And though this episode is coming a couple days late, it is right on time. I have had quite a January so far. We in this part of the world have had some unusual weather, not necessarily for other parts of the world, but for our part of the world. It's been very stormy and gusty, windy, rainy, flooding in the area. Um, Thankfully, I live on a hill, and so it just turned into rivers on our property. And stormy New Year's Eve... But New Year's for me in the last few years has been a time of just being with myself and the Lord and being quiet, being reflective, um, inspired by a couple events in my life. And and then one of my friends um, who's just such a, has been a huge um, influence in my life in regards to reflection and celebration. And so, Haley Joe, if you're listening, this is a shout out to you and how thankful I am for you. But I, um, she lives out of state now, but when... Um, when she was living here, we would actually get together on New Year's and um, just share about what we were what we were celebrating over the last year about ourselves, choices that we made, um, areas that we've grown, um, and just how we would re- how we responded to things that that happened in the past year. And I have continued on that tradition in just. Um, yeah, taking some time and and looking back over the year, reflecting, remembering, um, celebrating, thanking the Lord for all that he has brought me through, um, celebrating and honoring myself for choices that I've made and um, also some needing to forgive myself for some things, let some things go and just starting starting the new year with not just a clean slate, but also full of um, the remembrance of, of how much there is to celebrate in me and around me. And then we, we do, um, our church does a, an all church fast at the beginning of the year, every year. Um, And this year it's a, a 21 day fast and, really sets it up to be um, each one just asking the Lord what they are to fast. Um, It's not a mandated, you know, everybody's doing the same fast. Um, 
but just yeah what what is what is God asking me to give up to lay down to to surrender for a time and um it's always such a beautiful time of you know for that set you know this time it's 21 days so for this this first 21 days of January just so actively present with the Lord in the remembrance of all that I am willingly giving up and and abstaining from for love of him and and being able to turn that those hunger pangs and offer it as worship and um there's just so many levels I think to fasting that we don't even realize the impact that fasting has but the part that is evident is just the grace that he has brought that he brings he always brings um but how i'm specifically experiencing it right now in just um just a grace over things that would normally feel really hard even the fasting aspect it is a sacrifice for sure but it is also such an honor and i'm excited about fasting <laughs> which also sounds really weird um but amazing and it's just been really sweet it just it's there is an enriching there is an invitation there is an access that i get to start the year off with and it's amazing then our first full week of january that weekend we did a 24 hour prayer room um prayer and worship we have a campus here in sacramento and then another campus in San Diego. And so we alternated two hour sets between campuses and I just had it in my heart to stay for the whole thing. Um, we were supposed to do it last year. Um, this, this 24 hours of prayer and worship. Um, but a bunch of our people got hit with, um, cold and flu and, um, we ended up, it impacted enough people that we, we decided to, to cancel it. And so I think there is definitely an element of the built up anticipation from last year into this year, but also just my heart. I don't know. It was just, it was just on my heart to be there. And, um, and even in that, the grace that I felt, I, I got, I think maybe, between 30 and 45 minutes of, of sleep in the, I think it was like the 7 a.m. hour. And other than that, I was awake the whole time. But there was this like almost out of body or or maybe better put supernatural grace of um, to be up and to be like I felt I was alert. I was aware 
Um, I was at rest, but I wasn't dragging. I wasn't, I mean, how I would, how I know I have felt before when I have stayed up 24 hours where it's just, everything is difficult and you're dragging along and your brain isn't operating at full capacity and all the things, but I did not experience, like it, it really felt like a supernatural encounter through the staying up and just being able to be there and see and experience the whole thing. And it was so incredible to to hear and see the, the common threads and the themes that the Lord was weaving through each of the sets. And whether Sacramento or San Diego, the the prayer leads, the worship leaders, the songs that were chosen, the spontaneous worship, the Bible verses, the topics, the the like what we were going after, like in the and just how it wove together in in this really powerful way. And it was it was more powerful in the spirit than it necessarily felt in the physical. But I was just so aware of and and in wonder of what what God was doing and what he was starting, what he was igniting, that that I have only seen him continue since that 24 hours and getting to be a part of it. Um, I had the opportunity to lead two of the sets, co-lead worship for two of the sets. I got the, I got the night watch, which is what I wanted. So I got to, my friend and I did the two to 4 AM slot and, um, it was such an honor and just so special and just just even the intimacy in that of just what the Lord was doing in my heart and and getting to come and and I really feel like there was something or maybe more than just one something that that was unlocked not just in me but in our community and in our family in um engaging in a whole nother level and aspect of worship and intercession and partnering one with the other and and how they really do go together and just just so beautiful so rich so sacred and and again nothing super crazy nothing nothing physically apparent but but just so aware in my spirit so much that that he was doing and is continuing to do and then I got to co-lead for the 10 a.m. set, so 10 to noon. And and in a whole other way, there was just like, I think something was unlocked in me in that set of um, getting new understanding of how, as a worship leader, I can partner with the the prayer lead in new ways and like downloading ideas, like in how to engage and how to support and how to strengthen and how to respond and um and continue and take it further and it just was I'm totally nerding out on prayer and worship right now so I hope this is an encouragement to someone um but it was just it was just amazing and 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 just really like January were just 
we're just over halfway through January and I am in complete awe of what he's already doing, what he's already done and the things that he has spoken over my life, the things that I have laid down but I'm also learning the tension between laying it down but also continuing to steward it because he put it on my heart in the first place and ultimately recognizing that it all comes through surrender a surrender to his way a surrender to his time a surrender to my season and what's in front of me And it's so beautiful and it's so sacred and it's so intimate. There's such an intimacy in yielding to him and responding to his invitation, recognizing his invitation and responding to it and just how much he loves and longs to just be with us. And that the surrender isn't about abstaining or or um, not fighting for what's in my heart or um, the surrender isn't about what I'm not doing. The surrender is actually about laying everything down before him to be able to come to him just as I am, empty-handed, <laughs> but responding to his love and his attention. And I feel him just taking me deeper into that revelation and into that way of living and getting to partner with him. And grow and this in tandem with that this leadership school that I'm in that we do every year I am learning things about myself as I want to be and would expect going through leadership school <laughs> you learn about yourself and and some of the the hang-ups for me and recognizing that there is a grace in the acknowledgement of my shortcomings and the areas that I know that I need and want to grow in. And it's so crazy how he is so good at revealing something to us, inviting us into the response and then immediately giving us opportunity to respond differently and activate things that we wouldn't normally activate. But now we see them. They're not blind spots anymore. And we get to walk in it and bringing people into my process and receiving covering and looking for covering and honoring those that are speaking into my life. And I'm just so 
rich. I'm so rich. I'm so, I'm the richest girl in the world. (laughs) And the hope and the anticipation of what is to come and the promises that I have yet to see fulfilled and the knowledge of his goodness in all of it, in the waiting, in the unknown, in the seasons that feel like the opposite of his promises, in the areas and situations where I'm tempted to feel hopeless, but being able to remember to remind myself of his goodness, of his faithfulness, of of his steadfastness, that he never goes back on his promises, he never goes back on his word, that he always finishes what he starts, and he's never done. He's never done. He's always working. He's always moving. He is always restoring, always healing. And I get to look at that. I get to look for that. And I get to partner with that. There is a surrendering. There is a yielding to what he's doing. But then there's also a partnership. There's also an engagement. And that's what I recognize he's moving me into is not being so afraid of myself, of my failures, of getting it wrong, of getting it, yeah, of getting it wrong, of missing it or misunderstanding, but realizing that, I mean, he says, do not worry about even one little thing, which includes myself, that my fear of what I might do is actually a lack of faith because I think that I my mistakes are more powerful than his sovereignty but realizing that I don't want to live afraid I haven't wanted to live afraid but as he's continuing continuing to reveal to me the areas where fear has still been allowed to have a say. I don't want to be afraid anymore. And I don't want to allow fear to have a say anymore. And I will not allow fear to have a say anymore. And it is a commitment that I have made to him that when he brings it to my attention, if I am looking at something through the lens of fear or if I am contemplating making a decision based out of fear, he is so faithful to bring it to my attention. And there is clarity in that moment where I realize like, God, I will not, I will not make another decision based out of fear. And it has brought it really has brought so much clarity and so much simplicity because fear also complicates. Fear is so complicated. And, you know, you start thinking about all the things that could go wrong or all the things that I could get wrong or that I could mess up or, and it's just, it's all fear. But the moment that 
I surrender that. The moment that I lay that down, it goes quiet. It goes still and there is peace. And it's incredible and so beautiful and so intimate. And in that moment that I choose to silence the voice of fear, I feel his heart, his love, his affection, and it's intimacy, (laughs) and it's relationship, and it's choosing him. Because that's what we're doing. When we obey, when we respond, when we surrender, It's not just that. We're actually choosing him. And we don't even understand the honor that that brings his heart. And to think about the times that I have felt so honored because I've been chosen. Because someone chose me. Whether it's I was the first one picked for the team for the game that we were going to play or I was invited out to do something with a group or I'm the new kid on the block and someone invites me to come to lunch with them and a group of their friends. Whatever, Whatever way I've been chosen, the honor that I feel from them doesn't even begin to compare to what the Lord is showing me is in his heart when we choose him. Our decisions move his heart. He allows himself to be impacted by us, to be affected by us. He's amazing. He is absolutely incredible. And I want everything that he has in mind for me. And so the honor of getting to choose him just for him, just just for his presence, No benefit, no provision, no blessing outside of just his presence. Because his presence really is everything. But also knowing that he has promised to take care of all of my needs. And just as Jesus asks in Matthew or Luke or maybe a couple of the Gospels. Why would I worry? Why would I waste a minute in concern or fear or wondering where or how or what? And this is still a mystery to me. I still, I know that I... I still only 
have partially come to understand this. There's still so much more that I know that he wants to show me and I believe us in what it actually looks like to live in full trust and faith and belief and rest. And what he means when he says that he will supply all of our needs, that he will, he knows our needs and he He has covered them. I recognize it's an invitation into mystery. And that was actually the word that he gave me for last year. For 2022 was provision. But there was like the asterisk, you know, that shows you there's a footnote. (laughs) And he said, I want to show you my provision and I want to show you my heart in providing for you that you haven't been able or willing to see before and so 2022 was a year of mystery and literally he tells me that New Year's Eve 2021 and January 1st 2022 I go out to my car to head down for a work day at church and my car won't start and I remember in that moment the Lord reminded me of what he had said that he's wanting to show me new aspects of his provision. And so I knew in that moment I had a choice of how I was going to respond. And it was rough. I did not. (laughs) I struggled. I wrestled. But I knew that I had committed and responded to his invitation and I wanted to continue to respond to his invitation And I also knew that I had the opportunity in that moment to believe what I was experiencing as truth or take it as truth or that I could stand on what he has said that he would always provide and look at my car not starting as just an opportunity for him to prove his faithfulness and to show his provision. And 2022 was the year of that. Getting hit with one thing after another. And I think I've shared some of this in previous episodes. But I know that I know that I know I haven't always, but I do now. No. That he will always provide for me. 
And I'm learning to see that it doesn't look the way that I think it should or would or realistically would make sense or fill in the blank. But again, just as his invitation was to, to learn to see provision from his perspective, I'm learning to see his provision from his perspective and laying down. Because again, we only see in part and yet we're so good at thinking that we see things the most clearly because it's evident and it's apparent and it's right in front of us. And well, obviously this is what's happening. But we forget that we actually don't see anything at all. And that is what I'm now walking into 2023 with. Still in this journey, still in this process, still believing for the fulfillment of his promises, still contending for provision in areas. I know that he's already taken care of it. And so what has shifted for me is it's a lot quicker. It's a, it's a much quicker turnaround from the freak out mode to the, okay, God, how do you want to provide for this? The end of last year, I even got a couple more medical bills in the mail and you know, if I look at it at face value, I'm like, this is the opposite of provision. <laughs> I'm more in debt now than I was when I started last year. But I know my Father and my God, my Lord, my Savior, my Provider has promised that He knows what I need and He will supply everything that I need, that I am covered. And so that's what I get to walk out from. It's like the peace that surpasses understanding, the peace that doesn't make sense because circumstances are like the opposite of peace and yet we have access to peace. It's the same thing. I get to, though in the natural, I look at my life and I'm like, wow, I am not in a good place. But I know that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I get to see the fulfillment of his promises. I know that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I know that he has already taken care of it. It is already finished. It is already covered. And I get to see it walked out. And I get to partner with it, partner with him. And that is a question I'm like, I mean, even with these bills that came up, I'm like, okay, God, how do I, what is my part to play in this? What do I, what do I need to do? But also, what do you want to do? Because old Liz would have just been like, oh, I got to go get another job and I've got to, like, I'm responsible for this. I take responsibility. I make it happen. I, and that is what, that's one of the biggest, what he has shown me has been one of the biggest roadblocks in this journey for me has been the responsibility that I take on myself. And it's so contradictory to 
not just the world, but like even what feels like common sense, even what feels like biblical, like I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible. (laughs) And he's like, well, yeah, but your responsibility looks different than you've always believed. You're responsible first and foremost to trust me. And to respond to what I am putting in front of you, not what you think is best. Anyways, January 2023. My friends, I pray that this year has already been a 18 days of breakthrough of restored hope of clarity fresh vision and even the word that the lord gave banning for our church family fresh fire, I believe is not just for our church family. I do believe that it is for all of us, that he is wanting to stir up and ignite and breathe on fresh fire in our lives and in our hearts, in our relationship with him, in our passion, in our assurance of his goodness and his faithfulness and that we would release fresh fire everywhere we go in every encounter in everything that we face that we would allow him to stir it up in us that we would hold on to it that we would steward it And that we would yield to it, yield to him in new ways. I bless your January. I bless your year. I bless all that God is doing in you. All that he is speaking to you, all that he is inviting you into. I bless your process. I bless your ability to hear him to feel him, to encounter him, that he would take you deeper and further into himself. I bless your surrender. I bless your yielding, your willingness, your willingness to go, your willingness to stay, your willingness to respond, your willingness to listen. Whatever you are facing, The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. All right, friends. Well, thanks for spending some time with me before I sign off. I do want to say that I would love to hear from you. 
If you have any thoughts, any stories you'd like to share, comments, questions, you can send me an email at awakenedtolovepodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I will catch you next time.